This is a Capricorn FM podcast. The number of learners who cannot read for meaning is said to be increasing in the country. That's according to the 2030 Reading Panel Report, which highlights concerns in the basic education sector. It was chaired by former Deputy President uh, Pumzilam Lamangunka and the 2030 Reading Panel convened for its annual conference to address the critical issues of literacy. We're speaking to Spumelele Lutkwaba, who is uh, doing work on this as well. Just get a sense of necessarily what they are getting, what is the overall issues that they are looking at. Good evening, good evening and welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Good evening, good evening. Appreciate your time, appreciate you, you talking to us. Well, talk to us first just to give us an understanding of what the 2030 Reading Panel report is. So what the 2030 Reading Panel is that we were kind of developed just because of the reading crisis in South Africa. So you would have mentioned earlier that 81% of learners cannot read for meaning uh, by the end of grade four in any language. So what we do each year is develop a report on the status of reading. So has there been any kind of improvement? Are we moving forward? And what are the recommendations to try and get the country to a place where we accelerate the number of learners who can read for meaning? Okay. So so how long has this, in, in terms of, is it the first time you have this report or you've had other reports before? No, so this is our third report. Our first report was in 2022. Yeah, okay. Be, be, I'm looking at the naming of it been 2030 and i'm just wondering if there's anything to read into that yes so i think what what, what we know is that the ndp and the presidential injunction from yeah. his 2019 sona mm. was that all learners need to be able to read for meaning by 2030 okay. so we also have kind of a limited shelf life of what we want to do is is track this process and try mm. to accelerate gain so that we can get to the 2030 goal it's po- possible at all. Okay, all right. So, so, so there we are. That sets it out. Just to go back to what you were saying, just a breakdown of what you're finding in terms of reading for meaning and whether that's all you look at reading for me- meaning or you go on and have other breakdowns as part of the report. So what we do as part of the report is, I guess the main headline is always how many learners can read for meaning. Yeah. And where we get that from is the progress in, in um, the Pearl study that's done every, single, every five years. Yeah. So what we find is based on the 2021 Pearl, so Pearl is every five years. So these results would have come out after learners were tested in 2021, which was the COVID year. We see increases in the number of learners who can't read for meaning from 78% in 2016 to 81% in 2021. Mm. Some of this pressure could have been expected on the system. It was a COVID year. Uh, learners lost more than half of, year, half of their schooling to COVID. But I think one of the concerns that we can look at is, although we understand that some of the discourse around this is that the system should heal, right? Mm. So they, they, we should get back to normal pre-COVID trajectories after this. Mm. What we see is all the strain on the system has come on poor black learners. So we see that in 2016, mm-hmm. if you were in the poorest 70% of schools, you were five times less likely to be able to read. But in 2021, you're 10 times less likely um, to be able to read. Again, we see differences between languages increasing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we see that the difference between learners testing in English is up to three years in 2021. Mm. So there's always been this inequality that's in the system, and that's not going to move out, right? Whenever there's any kind of pressure, we're seeing increased austerity budgets uh, coming up, and we're all waiting for these budgets that are coming up um, next week. We're going to see more pressure on the system. We also look at things like teacher retirement. So how many teachers are going to retire in the next 10 years, right? Mm. That's around 50% on average. But if you look at provinces like Limpopo, Bumalanga, Eastern Cape, you see that up to 81% of their senior educators, which which is really important people, 
people like principals, HODs within the school, will be retiring within the next 10 years. And where you see increased pressure is that because of these budget cuts that we are expecting, provinces have a history of, what is it called, like freezing hiring posts of senior educators to try and balance the budget. So there are all these things that are about to happen in the next couple of years. And as soon as you start um, adding austerity measures onto that, you're only going to put increased pressure on schools. I think the last thing is around class sizes. So again, the same provinces that are going to have the most teachers retiring Mm. are the same classes that have more than, I mean, provinces that have more than 35% of learners in grade three in class sizes bigger than 50 or 60. And we know that the recommended maximum class size in the foundation phase is 30. So you're you're seeing all these things compounding and conspiring on these poorest 70 to 90% of learners. And even the Pearl's results in um, 2021, Mm. although in some ways they're indicative of COVID, they're indicative of the inequality in the system. And as we continue not to have plan to fix this, any kind of budget or clarity on what the system is doing to help these learners, we're going to keep seeing the same constraints on the system. So so as you said, that it compounds around the the, the, the poor learners from... uh, poor environments and, and background and schooling environments yes. and so on. But as you explain, all these things that are being envisaged that they will happen uh, going mm-hmm. forward gives the impression that by 2030, the target when this is highly mm. speculative obviously, may not be, be achieved and those that are lagging behind, behind maybe this uh, group of students that we're talking about. Yeah, so there's, at, at the current rate, there's absolutely no way we'll, we'll reach the 2030 target. If you, if you project based on our improvements in polls and let's say we do go back to the normal trajectory which is about like five percentage points a year mm. it will take us 80 years for all learners to read for meaning if we continue at the current rate and we do absolutely nothing to intervene yeah. what we know from countries like brazil in a municipality called Sobral, all they did was focus on reading as a problem and mm-hmm. invested in it for eight years and they had their illiteracy rates down from 80% to 30 years to 30% in an eight-year period and after that, 5% after four years. So it's not that it's impossible, but given what we're currently not doing, yeah. there's no way we can reach that goal. Talking about what we're currently not doing, so it's being said Northern Cape, Eastern Cape, Western Cape and Gauteng are the only provinces rolling out province-wide programs to improve reading. Mm. When you talk about what we're currently not doing are you including this so i think we are genuinely encouraged by what the provinces are doing right they're taking it upon themselves to have some kind of answer to reading the problem is really we don't have any kind of national framework on what should be happening Mm. which makes accountability very difficult and and also it makes what the provinces are doing kind of their own initiatives or haphazard it isn't a minimum requirement Mm. so for example there isn't a minimum required amount of um, uh, learner and teacher support materials in classrooms. We can't say that every learner in South Africa currently has access to a reading book, right? The yeah. only thing we know is that they all have workbook and nothing else. Nothing else is required. They don't have minimum rights. And it's not like parents at this moment can say, my child doesn't have a reading book. So that is their right. That's what I should be asking. Yeah. And so what we're saying is that we're so impressed by these provinces that are taking it upon themselves. But it really should be national who's developing a policy framework, a reading strategy, because all these problems can't be said in a matter of two years, right? We need national commitment. We need a plan. We need to sustain it. I mean, Brazil's been doing this for 20 years now. Yeah. It, it's not something we can fix overnight and we can't do it in small packets, pockets. We need to make sure all learners have access to this and it is a minimum guarantee for them. So, so what do these programs, the province-wide programs that these provinces are doing, what do they look like? What do they actually do? 
So they're quite different. So the Eastern Cape, their main focus right now is on rolling out um, graded readers and storybooks to all learners in the province. So each learner will get a reader that they can take, uh, an, an anthology of readers, which is like a number of stories that they can take home each year and then also get a set of classroom materials. So that's the main focus of the Eastern Cape one. The Western Cape intervention is rolling out uh, workbooks and teacher guides uh, to each learner and each teacher and providing them with training on using them and then also some storybooks. Um, and that's, that's probably the most comprehensive intervention. And then the Northern Cape is rolling out teacher, ch- teacher coaching, teacher guides, and then a set of um, classroom materials. And then the, and Gauteng is focused on training um, grade R teachers and giving them a set of materials to support them within charges. So they're all quite different. And yeah. I think they're all commendable and they all have reasons for why they're, they're all evidence-based, why they've gone in that direction. But I think we need increased support so that it is holistic support, right? Yeah. So it's not just about LTSM, it's also about um, teacher training. It's not just about teacher training, we also have a group of educator systems we can use through the PYEI because evidence has shown how they support reading. So it does need a comprehensive plan that looks at all these areas um, so that we can get as much improvement as we can given how long it's going to take. But is there an overall right now roadmap or solutions as to what can be done that could be a a national framework of how to deal with the problem? I think there's two things. What we've heard from the department is that they are in progress of developing a national reading plan but you know it's so difficult to have any kind of public trust in this and that we had one back in 2008 nothing was done with it. We had one just before COVID which is really haphazard and was all over the place and this new one has been urgent since it was a response of the poll came out last year in May and we still haven't you know gotten a document we still don't know what's going on so it becomes very difficult to judge anything based on that however what we do know is that we have a lot of homegrown data on what on what works to improve reading mm. for example if you just roll out anthologies it can improve reading scores by up to 20 percent we know that teacher assistants can improve reading scores of children by up to 125 percent of the school year good workbooks good teacher guides can improve reading scores by up to 60 percent of the schooling year so there's a lot of homegrown South African data that's been tested here that tells us the kind of interventions that we should be pursuing to improve things. But I think a nation like Sobral reminds us that the most important thing is teacher training. And if we don't get what's coming out of the universities correct, it's going to be very hard to make the kind of gains that we All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Good evening to you. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.